Hi, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in NVIDIA, Visa, and Twitter. Thanks. All right, uh, it's still earnings season. Uh, I feel like I gave you guys and girls a really good lecture on why earnings are dangerous last episode, so I don't want to like <laughs> sound like a broken record. So I'm just going to say earnings are dangerous right now. Earnings are dangerous. Uh, and I'm going to say earnings are dangerous after I read off all the names. And then we'll just continue on the episode. Um, earnings are dangerous. Earnings are dangerous. Earnings are dangerous. So before open on Monday, earnings are dangerous. <laughs> We have before open on Monday. We have Tyson. After close on Monday, we have Chegg and Shake Shack. Uh, Shake Shack have, has been getting a lot of uh, like press space, news space. Been getting a lot of articles about the small business loan that they refunded along with uh, other companies. So that's pretty cool. Um, but it will be interesting to see how their price action goes with all this uh, you know Corona stuff happening and you know less foot traffic, all that stuff. Um, before open on Tuesday, you have Wayfair. Uh, after close on Tuesday, you have Disney. That's pretty cool. Beyond Meat, Activision, and Pinterest. Also uh, EA. Before open on Wednesday, which is my favorite stock that I'm currently looking at, is Shopify, um, and then Wingstop uh, and CVS. After close on Wednesday, you have PayPal, Square, Peloton, Zynga, Twilio, Lyft, T-Mobile, and Etsy. And then before open on Thursday, there's JetBlue and Plug Power. Um, and after close on Thursday, you have Roku, that makes you Broku, uh, Uber, the Trade Desk, Dropbox, Cloudfare, <laughs> Cloudfare, Cloudflare, Stamps.com, and GoPro. And then after or before open on Friday, you have Kronos Group, which is a marijuana company. Uh, so here's a little commentary. Um, just on a few of these companies, uh, Walt Disney or the Disney company has been hit pretty hard because of the, uh, parks, uh, remaining closed for a prolonged period of time. Um, Pinterest is a growth stock that has been hit pretty hard as well. Um, but everything has recovered at least a good chunk, um, from that, uh, earlier crash that we had. Um, there's arguments to be made for e-commerce right now e-commerce being like Shopify or Etsy or Amazon where you know they're almost considered vital because people don't want to go to the store uh, you know risking catching COVID so you know you have to just make sure where you're getting your information from and you also have to make sure that you are acknowledging that earnings are dangerous because you can have the again you can have the best thesis in the entire world and the stock will still go up or down in the opposite direction of whatever you're playing for earnings um not to toot my own horn but i gave a ex- specific example of amd um you know last the last episode i said you know uh, AMD makes chips in Taiwan, so their supply chain's not that impacted. You know, demand's going up because video games are going up, and you know they beat revenue and all this positive things. And what happened? What happened? The stock went down, right? It went down like maybe three percent, and then another percent uh, the next day. So, really, earnings are super binary. Like it's such, it's such a Oh, I guess it's a trinary event. Uh, it could go flat, too, and it could just kill both sides. But what I'm trying to say is if you're playing earnings, 
no amount of reasoning in the world will ever prove that you were right or you were wrong. So it is never a chance to learn. And that's why I think I have the biggest problem with it is that it's so 50-50 that you win because you just win or lose, right? And so it's so 50-50 that it's it's not healthy for a new trader to start trading earnings because you're going to start thinking, if you get a few right in a row, you're going to start to think you're trading God or goddess, right? So really take the time to realize that you know you should not be playing earnings if you're a beginner or if you're trying to make money. Earnings are strictly just for fun. And if I were to give any advice for those that constantly listen to these episodes but trade earnings anyway, if you've learned anything from my Twitter polls at twitter.com slash real theta gang, uh, you'll learn that spreads when uh, you had to have made spreads to win during earnings season uh, minus tesla but even tesla went down very very sharply the next day so you had to sell at open uh to make any sort of like a decent profit otherwise the amount of risk that you put up for that tesla naked call was not worth it but if you had made it a spread um for any of the other earnings you would have been okay still it was binary because it could any other stocks could have gone down or up in the opposite direction and it would have made your options worth worthless <laughs> worth just worthless um so if you are planning to be a bull or a bear for any of these companies reporting this week and if you need to play like if you need to play if you need to feed that addiction you need to make it a spread that's the responsible thing to do. that's the most responsible thing to do Earnings are not responsible at all. They don't teach you anything. They don't prove anything. Uh, and you just know that I'm going to be part of Popcorn Gang along with my disc, or at least most of my Discord is going to be Popcorn Gang. Um, and yeah. All right. Enough of the earnings stuff. Um, if you have noticed in this disclaimer of this episode, you know, where I say, uh, I have stock positions in NVIDIA, Visa, and Twitter. Uh, <laughs> there's actually a stock missing uh, compared to the last, like, I don't know, four or five episodes. I am no longer a shareholder of Apple. This was not due to choice, but it was planned for. So my Apple shares did get called away from a covered call. And uh, I, I got a I got flex right here real quick. I got, I got, I got, I got flex. Okay, so... Just to give a little backstory, you can obviously find all this information, even if you're not a patron. This is why this is so sick. You don't even have to be a patron to see this. I have all my trades that are closed um, on thetagain.com slash Juni. But let me give you a backstory on how I acquired Apple and how I held onto Apple and how I exited Apple, right? So I'm no longer a shareholder of Apple, but I was, and that's because... Right before Corona happened, I opened a, a either a 290 or a 300 put. I was wheeling into Apple. If you, do, if you guys and girls don't understand this, don't worry. My intermediates will know and my advanced will know. You just have to bear with this. Maybe like soak in as much as you can. But anyway, so I opened the Apple at 290 or 300, and I ended up getting assigned. We'll just say 300, just 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 for the sake of it. Well, I got assigned on a 300 put on Apple. Uh, like post crash, like I opened the wheel and then the market crashed. And so obviously the put was in the money and so I got assigned. So I basically had to buy Apple 100 shares uh, for 300 bucks uh, when Apple at that current time was maybe trading at like 220, right? So I got, I got, you know, that felt pretty bad. 
right? Like I was like, wow, that timing sucked, but I accounted for max loss there. I said, you know what? If I get assigned to Apple at 300, if I have to buy Apple at 300 bucks, I'm not gonna be mad. Uh, I'll just roll with the punches. But you know, the <laughs> the the magical being uh, really wanted to test me, and uh, they were like, "Okay, Junie, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you Apple for 300, but the market's gonna price at 220. Are you still gonna hold?" So then. I got assigned on Apple, right? So now I'm holding Apple at $300 break-even cost basis when Apple and the entire market is down. Um, and so I, I, I got assigned. People were telling me, oh, Junior, you better, you better just sell the Apple when you can because, you know, the market's going to keep going down and, uh, you know, this COVID stuff's just starting. Ooh, and, uh, you know, unemployment and uh, all, all these things that I think are, are super bearish and I think I should tell you what to do with your shares. Um, I was like, no, I accounted for max loss. This is my plan. I'm going to hold on to the shares. I'm going to sell covered calls to reduce my break even. And I'm just going to... Uh, you know, plan for the worst, right? Like if the stock kept going down, I planned that I would join or not join, but I would open another wheel to maybe lower my break even in half. Or I could, could just continue selling covered calls on the way up to reduce my break even so I can exit out of the Apple shares early or earlier so I don't have to wait until it reaches 300 again to sell for a profit. Rather, I can sell whatever my new break even is for my covered calls. And that's exactly what happened. So I held on to Apple for probably like a good month. And I've been just selling covered calls, covered calls, covered calls, covered calls. And so I finally reduced my break even to uh, 28.50 or 20, to 287.50 uh, plus a little bit more. And so just this Saturday, uh, yesterday, uh, they got called away. So I'm no longer a shareholder of Apple. I sold the shares for 287.50 plus the premium that of the premium <laughs> plus the premium of the covered call that I sold it for, and uh, yeah, I'm just looking at uh, around you know almost 30 grand back uh, as free capital um, that I'm planning to use for other stocks that I'm interested in. Um, my patrons know a few more of the tickers that I'm currently looking at, but yeah, as far as the history of my apple journey like it's all out there this was probably the prime example of what can go wrong in a wheel and i stuck to my guns and i navigated it out right i walked the walk i talked the talk i talked the talk extra loud when i get into moments like these because it validates my system i don't listen to anybody don't tell me what to do with my money and that's how you guys and girls should be the same right you have your if you have your entries and exits planned and if you account for max loss meaning that trade could go as south as possible and if you really just hone in on your thesis don't listen to anybody else why are you going to listen to someone on the internet why are you going to listen to me right you don't need me to tell you what to do you don't need to follow my trades blindly you can learn from me you can learn from other people you can incorporate some other people's style into your own trading but do not absolutely do not listen to someone telling you to sell your shares do not ask anybody else in this world to do anything that you can do yourself right like you plan everything you're a king you're a queen you secure the bag right it's all on you do not do not listen to anybody else okay there is room for advice there's room to grow there's room to learn 
But when it comes to making that final execution, when you want to sell maybe out of your IRA, you think the, you know, the world's going to end. Sure, do it on your own terms, though, right? Like come up with your own plan. Do not listen to anybody else because you know what's best for you. And if it takes a while for you to maybe mess up on your own a few times, then learn from your own mistakes. But you have to have that open mind that when you make mistakes, it's an opportunity to learn and that it's not you being dumb or stupid. Um, because like, like I always say, I've been in that position where I play earnings before, you know, like just being an engineer, you make... <laughs> You make you make a good amount, and it's like you you think that oh I'll just throw a couple grand here and a couple it's fun whatever, but no like you you have to take those moments when you're about to play earnings and those couple grand that you throw, you can save that and do you can do a few more spreads throughout the week you can do uh, or me maybe just like save up and you know a lot of a lot of people have been asking me like oh Junie is. Is $3,000 good enough to start with Theta Gang Strategies? And, you know, I say 3K is the bare minimum um, for obvious reasons I mentioned on previous episodes, so I'm not going to say it here. Um, but if you instead didn't play earnings and put that money away, you can maybe save up for that 25K that I know a lot of my listeners are saving up for because they want to day trade. Um, but just as a... Yeah, I mean, I just don't play earnings... If you're new again, and if you want to learn, also don't play earnings. But also, really, because I know when you guys and girls play earnings, um, you find you try to find as much information that you know supports your bias, right? Like if you're bullish on Roku, you're gonna try to look up all the bullish articles you can. My advice to you guys and girls is look up the bearish articles too. There, there's always arguments on both sides. Um, and you just really need to make sure that you're not trading off of anyone else's opinion that the final filter is yours. Um, sorry for the lengthy rant there, but really, like if I had listened to anybody else, I didn't stick to my system. If I wasn't confident with my own system, my own trades, my own thesis, then, you know, it would have costed me a good amount of money, but I'm comfortable with my style. I think I finally found it. I honed in on it. And I proved the worst scenario for Theta Gang. I proved it out. I waited it out. I sold it out. And I exited for a profit. And I did it all on my own terms. Oh yeah, time for the new ThetaGang.com website updates. Um, the UX changes are still being done. Uh, got a little bit done over the weekend, but I also had to fix a few bugs that were reported in my Discord. So shout out to uh, the Jester and uh, the Jester and Mr. Don. Um, so one of the bugs that that's fixed now is that expiration dates. Um, when you close your trade after your expiration, you get that little red X. Um, the expiration date, if you close it on the same day, there was a chance uh, that it would have been counted as late because it, uh, the expiration date was the seventh hour of the day. But now I've changed it to the 23rd hour, to the 59th minute, to the 59th second. So you have all of that day to uh, close out the trade. 
I'm very aware that if you, um, you know, because assignment doesn't happen until like Saturday or Sunday, um, I'm very aware that if you get assigned over the weekend and you close it after expiration through assignment, you still get that X. Um, that will be probably patched within with the new UX updates. So don't really pay attention to that all too much. Um, and then the second bug that was fixed is that now cover call assignments um, now close for a profit instead of break even. That is money collected um, and you should get rewarded for that. Now there is still the uh, wheel assignment or the short naked put assignment that will still count for zero because primarily when you get assigned on a short naked put uh, like I did on Apple, uh, you get it for a price that is in fact lower than the, the put that you got assigned on and that difference is captured in the stock price that you guys signed with. So then, you know, covered calls, therefore, and forward, um, give you profit or, you know, help you reduce your break even. So that's the ideology around there. All of these little uh, rules and systems is definitely up for debate. If you have a strong opinion on something, uh, you know, send me an email at juni at thetagain.com. I've changed many things on the website. I've added many things. I've removed many things from feedback. So if you guys and girls don't let me know about something, uh, I'll never get to it. So, you know, obviously there is a vocal minority um, that are a little bit louder than others uh, that I still take account for, but I would love to hear a general opinion on everything if you have the time. Um, but yeah, just know that, you know, thetagang.com is flexible. This is, you know, this it's just me. I'm, I, I don't have shareholders to impress. I don't have uh, you know, an investment. I'm not a V. Like, I'm not backed by a VC or anything. This is just a lonely, sad boy in his room with a podcast that can code a little bit. Ooh, <laughs> um, yeah. So those two bugs were fixed. Feels pretty good um, that I'm getting stuff done alongside the UX updates. And uh, yeah, again, new seats for Patreon will open up June 1st. Everything is sold out for now. And so the new seats that will be opening up in June will open up at the 120 price. Again, the higher seats, the higher paid seats are the same as the lower seats. Um, they're just a little bit more expensive. And that, you know, it gives the opportunity for people that have the money to spend on a service to just get in. And uh, it also, the, the way that my seats work, it gives like college students and people that can't afford um, a service to maybe get in right like it's not guaranteed that you'll get in but at least i give you the chance you know it's like kind of like a lottery so um you, you know just keep your eyes peeled refresh patreon.com as often as you feel comfortable with and hopefully uh you can sneak a seat in if someone does in fact leave All right. Um, I think you guys and girls will enjoy uh, this topic quite a bit. And we're going to be talking about accounting for max loss and why I say it so many times and why it's so powerful, especially for Theta Gang style trades where you sell options or you write options. And, uh, you know, when when you count for max loss, meaning the trade goes as south as possible um, and, you know, you being OK with it or you being planned for it. Uh, it's powerful because it, it, there's less emotion. When you account for max loss, you account for max loss before you open the trade. So for example, say you sell a call credit spread on 
Apple, maybe you're a little bearish, um, and you sell a spread that's 2.5 wide, so you have a max loss of around 250 because you did, in fact, receive credit for the trade, so it's a little bit less than 250. Maybe you received 40 bucks for opening it, so you have a max loss of 210, $210. Right when you open that spread, assume that you just lost $210. Oh, but Judy, shouldn't you be aiming for the moon? Shouldn't you be wanting to make a profit? Yes. You should be wanting to make a profit. That's probably why trading is so cool because you see profits all the time. You see a lot of survivor bias, um, but profits are cool. Um, emotions are less so, and that's that's just the beauty of accounting for max loss. Because if you assume that the trade goes fully south, if you lose that full two ten, you're gonna be okay. But as long as it doesn't reach two ten. Because you already have it accounted for, like mentally, like in your head, you, you just say, okay, I'm going to open this call credit spread. I lost this $210 already. Then with that $40 that you collected, right, uh, you can only go up from there. And then that means, you know, the stock can continue going down. That means you won't exit the spread early for max loss because really there's no point to that unless you need to free up capital. But that's really backwards logic, right? You sold, you sold the spread, so you, you just have to chill. That's all you have to do. You have to do nothing. <laughs> you just don't do anything. And you have like 80% better chance of coming out with more money than losing 210, right? So that also goes with like debit spreads or just naked options in general, right? Like if you only buy... It's, I think naked calls is probably the easiest example I'll ever give anybody because that's like the first thing everyone learns. So let's talk about a naked call. You are bullish on Apple and so you buy the 300 call. You buy the 300 call for like maybe 50 bucks, right? If you account for max loss and you buy it for 50 bucks, then you just say to yourself, okay, this is 50 bucks down the drain, but I put a 30% trigger on it, I'll let it go. Then before it hits the 30% trigger, you're not looking at it at all, right? You're giving it enough time to just hit the 30% and you'll dip out. Or you can construct your own max loss with maybe sending a 50% net or like a minus 50% trigger. Um, then like, you know, you keep half, but at least you plan for it before. What I like about max loss and accounting for it is that you don't get yourself into scenarios where you like buy like 50 you know cheap naked calls um and then this trade starts going south and you're like oh no what do i do do i sell out the calls or do i do i close them do i buy more to break even or to lower my break even and it's like no like if you accounted for everything if you planned for everything you would have an exit price you you know planned your entry price and you're willing the, the trade to go down to zero and you, it wouldn't be a life or death situation. A lot of people, and I know this personally, anecdotally, uh, on uh, Twitter, is there. I have really OG followers that have taken a break from the market. A break from the market means you got wrecked and you had to pause. It's never life getting in the way because <laughs> you uh, trading is fun when you're making money you do not stop trading when you make money right if you have a system and if it's going well there's no incentive to stop right not not saying like you're gonna snowball the profits into or to the moon and rocket forward but i'm just saying like if you have a decent system there's no reason <laughs> there's no real reason you take a break especially with all this COVID stuff so <laughs> if you feel like your life is on the line 
on any trade, you did not account for max loss because you did not say, okay, if this trade goes south, I'll be fine. A good way to circumvent this is make sure that any trade max loss is only 1% of your portfolio. So mentally you can say, okay, this could go south and I could do this 99 more times. Let's see if my system can work within these 99 trades, right? This all sounds really good. Wow, Junie, this this sounds really good, but it also sounds really obvious. But most traders don't do this, right? Most traders don't account for that max loss. The reason why the wheel is so powerful, and you know, this is a little bit beyond just the accounting for max loss. This is just you know trader psychology. Is that most people start opening the wheel. Um, and then the stock starts going down and you're about to get assigned, uh, which is inherently a good thing because you, you told yourself, oh, I'm going to open this. I'm going to open this wheel on uh, AMD. And uh, yeah, I'd love to pick it up at this price. And then AMD starts going down and then you're, and you start thinking, you know what? I, I don't want to hold on to AMD because I think it's going to keep going down uh, and I don't want to get assigned. That is backwards logic and that is not planned, but that is 100% something that you have done or that you will do, uh, you know, unless if you change your mentality now. But if you do it, end up doing that later and you learn from it, that's cool too. But I'm just telling you right now that's going to happen. You will open a wheel, the stock will start going down and you'll change your mind. This is the same thing for accounting for max loss. You'll say that you'll account for max loss, that you'll you'll maybe always keep your trades at 1% of your portfolio so you can do the same trade 99 times even if you lose 99 times, right? But when it comes to you clicking that buy button or sell button, you're going to maybe click on that quantity button a little bit. You know, you might say, oh, you know what? I'll buy three of these. Or you know what? I'll write three of these or sell three of these. No, 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 no. You have to stop that impulsive click and then you know you like click quantity five and you press buy and then you like turn off the phone and you're like okay i'm just gonna check out i'm gonna check out lunch and see if i'm up or down that is so bad that is so bad do not do that you know i can i can speak on behalf of you guys and girls that are on wall street bets you have woken up crusty eyed from your sleep before you have like opened up robin hood you you could barely see because you just woke up and you woke up at like 11 o'clock 12 o'clock and the uh, phone is at full brightness you're squinting your eyes and you're going down the options chain and you're like hmm what, could, what, should, what should i get today hmm and you, there's no planning at all which is crazy and you have no logging system you have like your all-time chart in robin hood but that doesn't tell you anything and you you're putting so much money into something that you don't understand fully and it's it's baffling, but I understand because I've been there. So that's why I know that specific example. Um, I'm very much one of you guys and girls. I have just, you know, I'm in a different place in my life now. Uh, and I think I'm a little bit more level-headed when it comes to uh, options and stocks just because I'm a little bit more knowledgeable than before too. And I'm just passing on this uh, knowledge onto you guys and girls. Um, so, you know, whatever I say, I'm never talking down. I'm talking, you know, parallel or perpendicular. You guys are, you guys and girls are right next to me here, right? Like I'm just talking to you and I'm hoping that anything that I say, you know, I sometimes I go, go on rants, but if I connect one time, you know, with you, uh, to not play earnings one time, you know, I save you a couple grand you, and then, you know, the next day you wake up and you're like, wow, 
you know, the stock did go the opposite direction. And now I have a few grand. Maybe Junie's right. Maybe I should start, you know, responsibly buying stock every now and then, or I should open a few responsible, probably profit trades. It, if I just make you do that one action, if I convince you to do that one action that saves you money or that, you know, does anything uh, to where it triggers you to where like, okay, this, this kid knows what he's talking about, then my goal is done, right? And if you continue listening, if you continue supporting, if you continue using the site, if you just continue, you know, just being with Theta Gang and you just grow grow with me, like everything will just pan out and you'll, you'll start to understand like, okay, this is why Junie's so passionate about this because there's all these other clever ways to play options um, and that, you know, maybe he wasn't just ranting all that time. Maybe he just genuinely wants to connect with us first and then, you know, uh, hammer strategies home. So, you know, a lot, of strat- a lot of previous episodes in the beginning were specifically option strategies. Like I would talk about the call debit spread, call credit spread, put debit spread, iron condors, all that, all that stuff. Uh, well, actually, I don't think I've actually covered iron, iron, iron condors yet. Um, but anyway... My point is, you need to account for max loss. You need to stick with these really, uh, they're not cringy. They're more like stereotypical things that you'll hear all the time that people will gloss over because it's boring. You, you'd rather hear about the next big play with an expiration date or ban. <laughs> um, but you need to really, really start finding your strategy that you can trade consistently where every trade is not a bet right that it's more just part of it's just a cog in your system um because if you if you make every trade a big bet if you don't count for max loss then you're eventually going to get blown out and you're going to take that break and then you're going to come back on twitter or you go back on wall street bets uh you're going to reload i have air quotes you're going to reload your portfolio and you're going to do the same thing when you can stop doing that same thing and finally have a system, you can account for max loss, you do all this good stuff. Having a max loss makes you emotionally and psychologically better at trading because you touch your trades less. If you assume, in the earlier example with the Apple 210, if you assume that trade is dead already, you let it ride and you let the triggers work, right? You let the triggers do their thing because if you don't let the triggers do their thing. If you don't, you know, account for max loss, you're going to exit out winners too early and you're going to exit out losers too late. You need to really have a system. But beyond all this, do not listen to anybody else. Come up with your own style of trading. Adjust your style of trading if it doesn't work because numbers don't lie. And just be honest with yourself, you know, Ask yourself, am I really going to be okay if this trade goes fully south? Do I have a plan if this trade goes fully south? Can I continue trading because I like to trade if this goes fully south, right? This is a really, really fun hobby for me, and it's a really fun hobby for you and, you know, just about everyone. When you start putting your life on the line or your livelihood on the line over trades, that's a very dangerous pattern, and I promise you, you will take that break and you will return with your portfolio reloaded, pretending like that part of your life did not happen. You need to protect yourself from that moment, and you need to be able to trade today so you can trade tomorrow.
Alright, uh, surprisingly today is one of the shorter episodes. Sorry, I have just a little bit too much to do on the website today. Um, I was going to pick a little bit more of an advanced topic, but maybe I'll cover that one next week. Um, for the outro, I mean, all patron seats are still sold out. Uh, thank you to all the guys and girls that are in my Discord and just a patron already. Um, you guys and girls mean a lot to me. Uh, more seats are opening up again on June 1st. Um, the 120 seats are available for the people that don't want to wait for a lower seat to open up. And of course, college students or people that can't afford a training service can maybe get in an earlier seat. It's not guaranteed, but there is the opportunity. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang, and you can email me at Juni at ThetaGang.com. I want to say a quick thank you to everyone that's been emailing me and DMing me recently. You, you guys and girls have been sending me really, really thoughtful, panned out messages, and I feel really bad sometimes when you know, uh, like I, I might be just too in the zone and I can't respond to everybody just because there's so many. That's just not a productive use of my time where like, you know, I'm sure you guys and girls would enjoy the UX updates a little bit more than a, than a thanks for writing in, you know? So uh, I want to make you guys and girls proud uh, with this new, with these new UX changes um, that, you know, uh, me and Axe have come up with and, uh, you know, that I've worked, I think I've worked pretty dang hard on them. Um, so, yeah. Just continuing on, Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks, and signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is huge help. That's on the website. You can click on the referral link, or if you want to just go on your own, you can just use the Theta Gang referral code, uh, Theta Gang, all caps, one word, and that gives you access to Twitter alerts uh, for a month and uh, a cherry flare, like the Tastyworks logo, um, for your username on the website. Um, I want to say thank you again and give extended shout outs to, oops, I have to log in. All right, here we go. A quick shout out to Lifesaver87, France, Mike D, Slow Motion, Nick Fires, Underbridge, Rico, The String Pooler, The Iron Man, Mitch Brady7, Good Job, Wilson, DDSS, Option Options, Eric Kirkland, Jimmy, Matt W, Associate K, Ryzen1020, Tishihar, Like Abbas, Andrew EC Kim, uh, Anthony511, Moose Ninja, Deep Gift, Menno Dum Dum. Uh, Ground Pound 95, HB Larry, Leo Jetson, El Finco, Make More 2, Just Send It, Vicious Poultry, Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, Cowabunga Dudes, uh, Daff Mac, Jack Jew, Desentia, Saltwater Keeper, Lord Skeletor, Cheddar, uh, Cappuccino, Barry Sexy, Matthew Hans, Snowpat, X Kyle, Lazy Reservist, Claudios, KS Wef, I think that's how I'm going to say it for now on <laughs> The Jester, Salty Pie, IRR Guy, Crispy Cream Boy, PJ54, Hermes, Kaput, Theta Gang Sky, Omar Little, Episode 7, Fight Club, Weenie Hat Jr., Trucker Ben, Dilly, V2K, and Lucasi. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, I have not eaten yet. Uh, welcome to the 1% minute. Um, I hope everyone's enjoyed their flair. I know uh, a lot of you guys and girls have written in. I believe I've given it to everybody that's requested it so far. I think I'll leave it up to this episode uh, and then I'll stop because it, it, it will get a little bit overwhelming having to keep doing this for the future. So if you're listening to this right now, welcome to the 1%. Uh, I usually do this on every episode. I've been doing it lately. Uh, if you listen this far. Uh, go ahead and email me at juni at thetagang.com. Uh, title the header 1% and your thetagang.com username, and I'll give you that 1% flair. 
um and then by and the next episode uh i will announce at, during the one percent meeting <laughs> uh that i will be stopping or that i have stopped so this is the last week you'll get the one percent flare if you listen to this um and then maybe i'll resume in the future and maybe i'll do it like in a one week span or a one day span um but yeah um i'm you know working pretty dang hard on the ux updates but it looks really good like right now if you go to theatergain.com on mobile it doesn't look so hot just because you know the screen real estate's not being used optimally it like makes me cringe almost um but now i'm definitely focusing on almost a mobile first uh approach or just making it look just really good on mobile so it, i'm i'm happy and i feel like I'm, i could be proud with sharing the link to someone via text now because you know like uh if you send a link to text they're going to open it up on their phone so it it does send that message of like okay does this person really care but then i don't have the time to be like oh well you don't know where the site first started uh yeah just just as a summary uh if you guys and girls want to tune out by the way there's not gonna be a giveaway or anything so you can just tune out now but this is just a little story time this again the site used to be just my trades like just my trades like you'd go to thedygang.com and there'd just be rows of my trades um and you know it would have uh, expiration dates and all this stuff and people would be watching and people would be do, do running numbers against it and saying like oh you know the, these numbers don't seem to like be work out like this doesn't seem to work and it's just i had to i had to fight against that from the very beginning and that's why i'm so loud when i you know try to trigger people it's like if you're gonna try to knock me when I'm just first starting, you best believe if I become successful, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run a train, because, <laughs> dude, it, it's it's a lot, you know. Like I mentioned earlier in the episode, you know, it's different when other people are looking at your trades, especially before it's closed, right? Like, people are gonna say like, oh, this is that looks like a bad trade to me, or. Hey Junie, I back tested that trade. That trade doesn't. That trade shouldn't work. And it's like, well, every single, it's like they jinx themselves because every single time that's mentioned, I end up like winning the trade or like I, you know, come out like more than okay. Like the Apple thing that I rented on earlier. Like it, it is so important that you find your rhythm, your style of trading. But most people just don't put an emphasis on it because it's all about the money. It's all about the green. It's green, 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 green. If it's not green, it doesn't work. Okay, boom, next trade. Green, green, green. Nope, red. Okay, next trade. Just take the extra few minutes just to, you know, ask a few questions or do something. Like just don't just don't sit there and be, you know, complacent with your strategy. It's just not uh, it's not a good thing to do unless if you are consistent, right? Like complacency or being complacent is not healthy if your system is not working. But it is healthy to be consistent with a working system. So work to fix the system or make the system better. But you obviously, again, as a backtrack to the last episode, you probably don't have a system and that's okay. Like I understand that it's boring. It's not as fun. A lot of you you know, listeners are just having fun. And that's more than okay with me. I never ridicule anybody that's just trying to have fun. Maybe I'll warn them, like, earnings are dangerous. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll make a joke. Broku will make, or Roku will make you Broku or Moo90s. But as far as, like, you know, just trading goes, you need to just have, have fun, but don't 
risk your life or your your livelihood on trading. It's not a good idea. Um, lastly, uh, it's confirmed. It's confirmed that I will have uh, Theta Gang hoodie blanks available for uh, like Christmas time. Like I know how to do everything now, and I know how to do it cheaper, but also uh, with the uh, hoodies that Supreme uses, right? So I'll be printing the Theta Gang logo on the same hoodies, on the same blanks that uh, Supreme uses. So that's going to be really cool. Uh, and I'm contemplating on buying the Supreme white tees from Hanes that has the small Supreme logo on the bottom like left or right of the tee, and then printing uh, the Theta Gang logo or my next shirt on the top left of the shirt. I, I think that would be super sick, but that is, again, a little bit more expensive. I don't know where I want to take my merchandise. I don't know if I want to start doing like geeky things like have QR codes on them or like continue the numbered thing or not continue the number thing. I was planning to do the number thing for the first edition ones, but I ended up just doing first edition because it was going to be a little bit cheaper since it's less custom. Um, but you know, everyone's names are on there. So that was dope. Um, the, the next merchandise will not have names on them. Uh, they'll just most likely uh, have the design. Um, but the t-shirts, I assume, would be coming out in June. Supreme branded, maybe. Supreme shirt, yes. Like, it will be on the same blank at least, uh, if not with the uh, Supreme logo. So I think I think both super, super cool. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Thank you for listening all this way. Um this was probably a little bit more boring of the 1%, uh, but this is real. This is just how I kind of normally talk, I guess. So see you guys and girls next week. Uh, please, please exercise caution and financial responsibility this week. It is earnings week, and uh, you know I will always be available on Twitter and uh, my email. Thanks. <laughs>